Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Oh, I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with wonderful and stunning Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Ed. Yep, yep, absolutely. Thanks for joining me on the show today. What am I talking about? You're my co-host. Of course I am. Right. <laughs> I'm here every week. And she speaks not from, not just from lots of experience with consumers who are using it, uh, and she does, she takes a very, how might we say it, a consultative role when dealing with your client base, which is unique to this it's a unique perspective to this show because when she does it in this manner she deals with her clients base her her clients issues yes provides strategies that are cannabinoid related and then does follow up all the way through mm-hmm. so uh, whether that be uh, solving a, an issue or you know, a, a, routine, a daily routine. So she's able to bring that experience back here to the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Especially with someone who has never tried CBD before and wants to, you know, either take care of certain issues or just wants a wellness plan in in place. I always start with, we're going to, we're going to start you with low milligrams. This might not be enough for what it is you're trying to deal with. So let's let's play with it throughout right. the month. You, sometimes I'll have them journal. Sometimes I'll have them just feel how the CBD is working or not working, and then they come back. I usually try and say, give it a, at least one bottle or whatever, capsule or bottle of capsule, whatever it is they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and come back in 30 days, tell me, yes, a little bit yes, need more, I need to do something else, what do we, what do, we do? And then we can move them around. You can move them to a, a broad spectrum if they're just on an isolate. We can move, you know, you can just, there's a lot of things you can do in the CBD world now that you didn't used to be able to do. See what I mean? Nice perspective she brings to the show. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe if you don't like the oil, you can take a capsule. There's all, there's just so many things. Got it. Well, and thanks again. I, I, again, that's a nice, it's a nice component of this show. And not only does she bring that to the show, she also brings the voice of people. So where I sometimes can get wrapped up in the technical, you know, reading all these reviews and clinical studies, sometimes I can get immersed into that and forget that nobody else is reading as many of these studies as I have. Right. So nobody has that baseline, uh, the, the, the type of, lot of knowledge that I have. There would be a lot less. And so she helps me to bridge that. Like, yeah, well, that. yeah, and everybody's different. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so. really no such thing as one size fits all. There we go. There's the accolades for Kimberly Rose this morning. <laughs> Now, for today, we are going to have a discussion on how CBD is, is used as a daily healthy solution. Uh, we'll share what we've learned. We'll, we will share studies. And we'll share an understanding of what 
homeostasis actually means. Now we first want to start this out with, we first want to start this with uh, why are people using CBD on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. And sometimes not just on, maybe not on just a daily basis, but on a reoccurring basis. Could be daily, weekly, hourly, monthly. All right. So I, I, I broke it into four categories and here they are. People will use this as an alternative to pharmaceuticals, especially those with unwanted side effects. Yes. I see that probably the most. Right. Yeah. And then two, when when current treatments are ineffective. Yeah. That's also a very popular reason for people to come in. All right. And then next is to increase their own immune support system. Especially in day in these days where we have viral flu season, uh, having a boosted immune system uh, is really helpful. It is, and I think it's the least. Uh, what do I want to say? It's the. No one knows that. No one. No one realizes that their immune system is actually being. Uh, being boosted. It's it's giving it more protection around the cells. Yeah. It's doing all the, nobody really, they don't understand that part. And they don't come in for that because they're like, oh, that's an added benefit. Yeah. I say, oh, I know this feels like it's not doing anything, but it is really doing a lot. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Now, mm-hmm. uh, the last group that we have on here is increasing your body's performance. Mm-hmm. Now, Keep in mind, everybody has just recently been brought up to speed on a system inside of our body that regulates most things that we use on a daily basis. Well, that was just recently discovered. Yeah. And a lot of those things that it regulates and takes care of, um, we take for granted. We, well, we sure do. We just don't know. Well, there just there just has not been enough education passed yeah. around, right. and that is changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the medical community, consumers, everybody is starting to embrace the body's ECS system, known as the endocannabinoid system. And a lot of people also need to know, cannabinoid does not mean anything from the cannabis plant. No, those are not... Those are not two of the same things. A, a uh, cannabinoid is a ligand. It's a, it's a molecule that was designed to land on a receptor in your body and trigger it to do something. That's it. You have endocannabinoids. Those are the ones that your body makes, like anatomine, 2-AG. And then you have phytocannabinoids that plants make, like CBD and THC. Mm-hmm. So keep it nice and simple. Yeah. But understanding a little bit about the ECS system will help everyone understand why people are using it on a regular basis, especially a recurring, and will help understand what homeostasis is. Yeah. Again, this being a fairly newly understood or newly discovered system, I think this knowledge for you today is going to be really, really helpful. But let's just dive in. So your ECS system. We'd already talked about it has components, and the two biggest components are going to be the ligands, which we talked about, cannabinoids, mm-hmm. and then receptors. 
and receptors to date, you know, it wasn't just a couple of years ago. They only knew of CB1 and CB2 receptors. And then all of a sudden the TRVP1s and 2s and then GPR showed it up. I have a feeling that they're going to continue to find these receptors that are triggered by cannabinoids. Yeah. Well, I mean, the further the science goes, it's just so insane how much the body is doing constantly. So you think about it. Your cell has the ability to observe the environment it is in. If it needs something, it signals, it sends out a neurotransmission and your receptor that is associated with that need is now ready to perform but requires a cannabinoid to trigger its activity. So you have cannabinoids floating around the body ready to find those receptors that are looking for it. Mm -hmm. And then those two meet up, activity is triggered, the action happens, and the cell is now back at a state of optimal performance. Now, imagine this in so many different types of systems in your body, i.e. like your central nervous system, where, you know, motor activity, language, memory, those are all things in your central nervous system. Well, guess what? They are managed to to be more efficient. Your, Your ECS manages that. What do you need? Let me figure out how to get it for you, right? Stand in that place. Uh, how about your gastrointestinal system, <laughs> right? Wow, I mean, it, it's huge play in there. Hormone production, bones. Your ECS plays a role in regulating bone math, mass and bone growth. And your immune system, it regulates, immune, uh, the, it, regulates it by suppressing pro-inflammatory cytokine production, and stepping up other items that help to increase immune response. How about metabolism? You know, functions such as like energy storage, nutrient transport, and modulating insulin sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, How about muscles? Again, muscles, you know, enhancing, you know, by regulating the blood and sugar, encouraging um, uh, hormone release, you know, for for both, you know, the reward system, right? You know, for, for doing good things like exercising. So think about all those systems and how frequently you use them um, all the time, all day long. Every day. And if you yeah. can, if you can process this thought, if they were, <coughs> excuse me, if they were all working correctly, they all had what they needed, when they need it, how better would your day be? It's just an overall general feeling yeah. of wellness. Yeah. It really is. It, you, uh, is correct way to put that. Right. And then you do other little things that make you feel better. Because if you're feeling better, you're like, well, maybe I'm going to go on that walk today. Because yeah. yesterday I didn't feel that great. And now I'm feeling better and I'm going to do it. So it, I, I, it's, you know, again, everybody, not everybody, but some people look at me like, are you really feeling that much better? And I'm. <laughs> you can only imagine. Just put, take one of these systems and elevate it. Right. And it's 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 not. You're not guessing anymore. It's like, of course this would work. My metabolism was doing what it's supposed to. 
I would have more energy. Mm -hmm. If I was exercising, I would have an increased uh, level of endorphins. Right. Um, and then there goes your anxiety. That's calm down. You're not feeling all of that because, you know. Your central nervous system is in this system. Right. Or your stomach feels better than it did yeah. because it's being regulated. And we do a lot of things all day, every day to um, shock, I guess is what I want to say, our system right. and make it work harder with our food or whatever it is we do. Okay, so here we are. This is the endocannabinoid system that is in every mammalian on the planet. This is in you, this is in your dog, right? So this system is designed to regulate. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you a question. So if you're, um, well, and I don't even know, probably it starts breaking all Everything starts breaking down, obviously, as you get older. But are you a good uh, functioning human, I guess is what I want to say? Is your body functioning well, obviously, when you're young? And then you get exposed to more and do more and get exposed to more. And then it starts breaking down, right? And you can't make your cannabinoids or you can't make well, enough. So... Your body has the potential to produce its own endocannabinoids. Uh -huh. And if your system is not in a state of homeostasis, an age can create that environment. Okay. So the answer is yes, then it does produce less. And as I get to the end of today's show, I have a couple, two articles, or two clinical reviewed studies that demonstrate how phytocannabinoids are helping your body produce endocannabinoids. Okay. So that is a great question because that little piece of science is still not really out in the general public. Mm -hmm. so, so it actually helps your body produce, create its own. Correct. That's correct. great. Yeah. So, and we'll get a chance to get a quick review on that so you'll have a little bit of an understanding. Mm -hmm. um, now, we talked about the systems in your body, but, you know, we can even talk about the functions in your systems. You know, like just a little more drilling down so that there is maybe a little more common understanding. Okay. Uh, so we can continue down this path of why. Why, why are people using it on a regular basis? Uh, so some of the functions, like memory that we already talked about. Memory is neurological, so thereby the receptor that is that is most has the most affinity to cannabinoids chooses the THC cannabinoid right so and now when i say receptors having an affinity for a particular ligand like a like a cannabinoid may may that be a phyto one here's what do we mean by this so you got the CB1 receptor hanging out inside your body and all of a sudden it says, okay, I need something. Well, it's not going to attract a CBG cannabinoid. Doesn't have any interest in a CBG cannabinoid. And the CBG cannabinoid can be running around going, hey. hey. And the, 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 the CB1 receptor is going like, don't look over here, pal. Yeah, I don't want but you. if it sees a THC molecule, the CB1 system, uh, the CB1 receptor goes, hey there, THC molecule, 
come on over. Right. And the THC molecule says, wow, I've been looking for you. <laughs> okay? Right. So that's what I mean. So when you hear people talk about this receptor has an affinity for certain types of molecules, and then also in the cannabis world, you know, we talked about like Delta 10, everybody getting higher off of Delta 10 because it increased the, the receptor had a six-fold increase in that new molecule. In other words, it wants it six more times, six times more than the Delta 9 molecule. Okay. Okay, so affinity is a popular term for those who get a little scientific in the cannabis world. And I've also heard the term lock and key. So it, only one certain key fits into one certain lock. Right, so right. it, you know. It's a gr yes, that's another popular way to look at the relationship between the receptor and the cannabinoid. Mm -hmm. So uh, how about uh, induction of synaptic depression? Also, a lot of, a lot of CB1 re receptor uh, activity. Uh, there has, there's lots of science, lots of science in this one. And let's just say a lot of the human body, uh, well, I'm sorry, the human body has a lot of CB1 receptors in the brain. Yes, tons of CB1 receptors in the brain and tons of them in the reproductive organs. Okay. All right, now, so uh, again, we talked about lots of studies and I'm gonna, I'm gonna share a bunch of studies so I won't go into them all. Appetite, another function commonly assisted by phytocannabinoids, both THC and CBD. Yes. Uh, how about energy balance and metabolism, including stuff like your, gastro, your gastrointestinal tract, your skeletal muscle system, your insulin sensitivity, obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular, all that is all involved. It's all like it's all like a uh, like you know, a band, you know, where you have multiple very unique systems all collaborating and working together. Mm -hmm. And this might even this this little conversation here might even help to understand why there's an ECS system. There's a lot managing all these systems so that they all stay in balance. Right. This has always been the struggle with single molecule. Phar prescription pharmaceuticals. So they go in, they solve only one part of the system, mm -hmm. throwing the rest of your body off balance. And a lot of people who have experienced this, they call that side effects. Yeah. Because the body can't, there's no adjustment going on. There's, and the ECS has, a, has the ability to look over thousands of processes and go, I need up, regulate this one, down, regulate this one, tweak this, do that, do this. And it does it so perfectly it's yours it's inside of you and that's what it was designed to do uh, anyway i'm going on I, i'll stop yeah no <laughs> it's a great it's a great analogy that again we need to all recognize that our body is just doing so many things all yeah. at once yeah and it's capable right that's what blows my mind is how capable it is yeah, and it just needs a little yeah. bit of help. It's not that it is Absolutely. not working properly. Social it just needs behavior, more help. dietary, today's dietary, our introduction to pharmaceutical and 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 laboratory 
created products and gene splicing and pollution, you name it. It's all there just kind of putting pressure on our system. Mm -hmm. But again, our system is capable. But yes, sometimes we have to intervene. Sometimes we have to feed it. And so that's where they picked up on, wow, there is a plant out there that has a huge amount of endocannabinoids in it. Boom, the hemp plant. But they didn't start with the hemp. They actually, well, way back when, uh, in Western medicine they did, or in Eastern medicine they did. But most of the recent science started with the THC molecule. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh, because, you know, its impact on the CB1 receptor just started growing and growing and growing. So in the 70s and then the 80s and then the 90s, and it got really big when 2000 hit. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so, and again, so that's another system, stress response, you know, both like social behavior, anxiety, all those are a system managed by your ECS. Your immune system, we already talked about this. Uh, the female reproductive system, uh, heavy with CB1 receptors. Your nervous system, analgesia. Analgesia is the clinical term for pain. Pain management is a system. Now, pain management here is, it's all about the signaling. So it manages the transmission of pain. It does not stop the, the, what causes the pain. Right. So it's key that people understand that. It's managing the transmission of the signal. Cool. Uh, how about thermoregulation? Cool. Sleep. Uh, and most people who know CBD know it to be very helpful. Big in the, the pain, big in the sleep, big in the anxiety. Mm -hmm. We also have physical exercise. Uh, again, we'll keep bringing this up, but phytocannabinoids have already been demonstrated to help your body produce anatomide, its own endocannabinoid, which we all refer to as the happy molecule. Yes. Because it's triggered, our, it's, its system is around the reward system. Oh, you ran today. Oh, let me make you feel good. Right, right. right. And it'll trigger the release of the hormone, uh, you know, endorphins first. I don't know what else it does, but you have quite a reward system in your body. And I bet you that system is still just lightly understood. You know, dopamine responses, all that is all in that system. We've all, I'm sure scientists mostly look at it from solving problems around it like the use of drugs that are triggering dopamine release, mm -hmm. right? But sooner or later, we're going to move past that and go to the more purposeful and productive about that piece. Anyway, uh, okay. Well, I wanted to share with you are these are some of the functions in which your ECS systems manage that you might have been more familiar with. Yeah, I can't imagine. Well, I'm, I'm sure there are many other functions that happen within the body, but that's a lot of functions. I know. That really... More than most people know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They really deal yep. with your day-to-day -day activities. All right. So let me just give you a quick roadmap on what homeostasis might look like. And then this will wrap this part up and I'll move off my, you know, yeah, I'll move off this coaching part. I, I like this part. This is probably going to be, well, go ahead. All right. Homeostasis, your body in balance. It's optimally functioning, the ECS that is. And when the, when the, endoc the, the endocannabinoids are being created based on the demand and the needs of the body, 
once created these endocannabinoids, they engage the ECS receptors that we had talked about earlier, like in a lock and key fashion. Mm -hmm. Once these receptors are engaged, neurotransmitters may be releasing and sending messages to cells, tissues, organs, and other systems in your body that are critical for optimal health. Then your body may maintain constant ECS balance by enzymatically degrading endocannabinoids when necessary based on your body's needs. This is a perfectly functioning ECS so that it ensures harmony and balance in cells, tissues, and organs. And this is what's known as homeostasis. Right. Yeah. Now, if you've tracked with us with the last, you know, couple of 20 minutes, that final should make a ton of sense. And how I try and explain it to my customers is it, it, it literally goes through your whole body. Think of it like a cascade. Like it will just go through and see who what? needs what. What yeah. receptor needs attention if you've got, you know, high blood pressure or you've something's going off in your body that is going like, hey, I need help over here. It'll go over there and whichever, hopefully you're taking a full spectrum CBD and it will connect with right. whatever receptor needs That's help. Right. And now let's finish up with that full spectrum CBD part of it. We've talked about this before. It's an important conclusion of understanding the ECS system all the way to this ending of how to get your body to, into homeostasis. The, the full spectrum product that you are speaking of has all cannabinoids in it. No, some are tiny, tiny amounts, right? Some are large amounts like CBD. A large volume of a percentage of that product has is CBD, but the minor cannabinoids are still present. Even sometimes you may not see them on a test result. Mm -hmm. Now, and that's because the minimum detected amount might have been established at, you know, some level that's, because you can't go to infinity. Right. I, I mean, it, yeah. All right. Yeah. So all these molecules being present, well, certain receptors have certain affinities for certain cannabinoids. This is known to be true. Right. So CBD. Oops. And so if you are, <laughs> so if you, depending on what the need are, are the certain receptors that will be triggered. And those particular receptors are looking for a particular cannabinoid. And if they're not present, present, they don't get activated. And we all think we know how much needs to be there, but the reality is we don't. Because the CBD molecule does not connect to, to all receptors. All receptors. No, no. Right. right. Just like the THC does not connect to all receptors. Correct. Correct. So think about that. I mean, that's that, that there it is. So the full spectrum plant offers the greatest opportunity to and get your body, to get your ECS to homeostasis. Yes. A single molecule product like uh, a CBD isolate will not. Right. It will still do great, wonderful things. Yes. But, but not. It's, not, it's not optimal. And science has already proved that. Actually, they proved it a while back ago. Yeah. Just nobody likes talking about because, you know, that one molecule THC has still a history. Scary. Yeah, it has a history. Yeah. yeah. Right. But in a hemp plant that is regulated now, has been regulated for a number of years, it's not allowed to be high enough to cause a psychoactive effect. 
the farmer is not allowed to release that plant into the marketplace unless it has been tested. Gotcha. Yeah, anyway. All right. Okay. Hope that was helpful. That's we're the gonna, first half. We're going to move into some studies and get some supportive data behind all of this. Yes. Okay. And maybe, you know, even get some familiar. Oh, yeah. Make me connect the dots a few times. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about homeostasis. Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome back, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. It's time to talk about the ECS. I'm here with Kimberly Rose, and we're really going to try hard so that you have a fair enough understanding here and then move into some science information to back this stuff up so you can make responsible decisions or maybe even put yourself in a place where you can have a responsible conversation with a physician, which is even best. Which is even best, yes. Yes. All right, let's talk about nine different reasons why people are using CBD, and these nine are all science-backed. And I checked out on all nine of them. I literally have 22 related studies backing up all nine of these. Okay, so I did vet through all this. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I'd have a conversation, a real brief conversation of each of these so that we can move past them fairly quick. Okay. Remember, these are all science-backed. Gotcha. And in previous episodes of ours, if you want, you can go to any one of these and likely review some of the 
clinical studies or reviews that are associated that they talk about here today. Uh, let's go offset of anxiety and depression. Everybody has a fairly comfortable acceptance of using a cannabinoid, a phytocannabinoid, hemp-based product to help them with their anxiety. Yes. Already moved. Some people go to hemp. Some people go to the marijuana plant. You know what I mean? So either the THC side of the family or the CBD side of the family is really what that meant. Mm -hmm. And so we have a couple studies here. One I thought was significant was 57 men who had uh, been sent through a public speaking, had anxiety because of public speaking, and they were given 300 milligrams and some were given placebos. And significantly, and those who took the CBD had significant reduced anxiety during their simulated public speaking test. Good. good, uh, good another good. Uh, another one. Uh, one study uh, that was in mice revealed that CBD had an effect similar to the antidepressant amiropramine. Now I have to admit I don't know what the unique name for that, but I, it would be a a antidepressant pharmaceutical version. Um, how about the treatment of select epilepsy syndromes? We know that I, I don't even have to read studies because there is already a pharmaceutical release, Epidiolex, mm -hmm. that was used to treat the seizures and and uh, epilepsy. I can tell you that uh, for for what I engage with at the store, I have more dog owners using it for, for epilepsy and for seizures yeah, uh, than you. I do. I, I don't know why I don't have more <laughs> um, pe actual people with epilepsy um, or seizures going coming to the store. Maybe they are going to the Epidiolex. Possibly, um, right, going right through their physician. But I have a lot of pet owners that use it for their dogs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that. And I had heard that story. Uh, I heard you've been, you becoming the, the pet whisperer. <laughs> uh, reduce PTSD symptoms. We, we have one, maybe even two shows wrapped around this guy. Yeah. Uh, lots of successful trials. You know, or these little studies where they'll bring in, you know, 20 patients uh, that are having signs and symptoms from PTSD and use, and, and it just keeps coming with the same impact, reduced significantly the effect, the, the, you know, the, the things that come along with PTSD, which is really big. I it mean, is really, you know, and a lot of people just think that you had to have. I mean, I guess it first showed up the term with um, the military, military veterans, mm -hmm. stuff like mm -hmm. that. But it, yeah, I know where you're going with this. It's all it's yeah. every traumatic situation that you go through. Police, fire. You, yeah, you yeah, have a, all those uh, frontline uh, people that, yeah, they all could do it. I, even people that are just attacked in general by, right. you know, something, um, the, the traumatic of it creates yeah even a traumatic event in your personal life mm -hmm. can lead to PTSD. I'm going to say that a lot of people suffer from PTSD that uh, go, went through the pandemic. I would agree. A lot. I would agree. Mm -hmm. So there is lots of signs backing that one. That's number three on the list. Number four on the list is treating the opioid addiction and not just opi opioid. Any type of recreational drug that was tied to the body's reward system yeah uh so 
A lot of science-backed data there. Uh, alleviate ALS systems. So this disease causes nerve cell problems, you know, runs down the spinal cord and such and such. So lots of studies there as well. Uh, this can be related to even some psychoactive problems. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure it has PSD, uh, PTSD. Uh, things are involved in that area. Uh, we also have unmanageable pain. Yeah. Chronic is a common term I hear a lot. I don't want to use opioids or the opioids aren't working anymore because there can be a system of tolerance happening. And let's see. Yeah, and then sometimes people are uncomfortable with the side effects of the current treatment for chronic pain. But even managing not chronic pain is sometimes thought as a better use to go to the plant. Uh, so what nutraceutical as opposed to going to an NSAID. Mm -hmm. Like ibuprofen, uh, like uh, yeah, ibuprofen. Well, I think what, yeah, when you are using those uh, either opioids or just over-the-counter pain meds, your body gets to a place where it no longer well, especially with the opioids, you need more and more and more, um, and even with the over-the-counter stuff, and then you're just unhealthy. Your stomach's unhealthy. Your liver. It, there's just so many bad things that happen to the body while you're trying to manage that pain. And unfortunately, that's one of those things that you just will do anything to try and overcome. Well, but CBD. I mean, I know. I say it every. I swear. I say it every every show. If you use it and you use it correctly and you use it every day, you can manage your pain yep. with CBD. Oh, great. Okay, number seven on this list is ease diabetic complications. And for starters, you know, they have some tests on humans found that CBD helped reduce the effects of high glucose level on other cells in the body. Mm -hmm. uh, they also suggested in a small study of 13 patients with type 2 diabetes who weren't on insulin treatments were given both CBD as a, and a placebo. Researchers found that CBD decreased their levels of resistin, which, by the way, causes resistance to insulin, oh. uh, which I'm sure is a big problem. So uh, we, we see it come across our desk all the time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, cannabinoids and di diabetes. Mm -hmm. uh, number eight is protect against neurological disease. Lots and lots of Alzheimer's, lots of different types of diseases related to this neurological degeneration, Huntington's disease, Alzheimer's we've already talked about, Parkinson's, right? That's all in that family. Right. Yeah. And, and I know we have shows on We've those. had two lots very significant ones with yeah. lots of review of clinical. So if you're in that area of interest, feel free to go to those shows and get more uh, information. Mm -hmm. and, and places and direction of places that you can go to even further your knowledge. And then last is the uh, inhibit arthritis symptoms. Uh, mostly because the understanding of the anti-inflammatory effects of cannabinoids as they interact with our ECS system is just phenomenal. I, I, yes, as right. a person that was <laughs> yes. full of inflammation, 
I can say yes. So let's go back to why people are using CBD on a regular basis, like daily, and let's go to osteoarthritis. All right, for those who have it, you already know. Getting up in the morning, the first thing you want is some relief from this so that you can go about your day. Mm -hmm. If not, it's kind of be pretty miserable. It's very miserable. Those who do not, just have some empathy because you're going to get there soon. Our last show, we were told by physicians, no, everybody heads in that direction. Yeah. It, it, and it, why? Why head in that direction if you don't have to? Right. You know, I have a lot of customers that ask me, well, how often do you use this? I'm, yeah. It's it's right next to the deodorant. Right. It goes on every day. And I don't wait for my pain. Why wait? Yeah. Why not? Why not do it and, and not think about it again the rest of the day? So, again, a very legitimate use of CBD on a daily basis. Keep in mind, World Health Organization and all the scientific community all says the exact same thing. Cannabinoids are well tolerated. Cannabinoids from the hemp family are well tolerated to, the human, to humans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, they're, I, again, they're not, they're not I've saying seen... Maybe. Then they're saying are well tolerated. Yeah. It's not going to cause, you know, a medical issue with you. You know what? You know what? It was funny. So I'm reading some of these things, some of these uh, studies this morning. And every once in a while, it'll come up, well, there are side effects. But the side effects are, you know, you could get groggy. Uh, you could get dry mouth. Mm-hmm. You could get sleepy. Mm-hmm. Right? And then I move over to the nicest pharmaceutical I could ever find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could lose an ear. It's, <laughs> right. it's possible. It's possible your entire digestive system could land on the floor one day. Right? Yeah, there's like 50 things <laughs> Even on the mildest the side are like, you know, you might have some headaches with this. And everybody goes, wow, that's all? Yeah. So even when I do come across, well, you know, there's going to be some side effects here. It's Those are the listed and they're all the same. Yeah. Everywhere you see those are the same four side effects. And it's kind of funny because you read it, you start reading, you're like, what are they going to try to, are they going to try to convince you? Oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is the list of side effects? Okay. All right. I'm okay now. Let's keep going. Right. <laughs> Something that encourages to do, to drink more water. I can't imagine that's a, that's a bad side effect. But right. I do, a lo- I have a lot of customers that still say, what's going to happen if I take too much? Yeah. Well, you're gonna take a nap. Um, you're you're just no, gonna be a little. No, it's a possible side effect. When right. I take too much, I don't get tired. You don't, no, do you? So. And I I think that I obviously my I receptors are yeah. so much better than your receptors. <laughs> That's obvious. So did they have more of an affinity <laughs> than mine? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, we can both say, is it not true that I need less? Of stuff than you do. Right. Like I have experienced I, that. Yes. You need you need higher milligrams. Or yeah. You're 120. I'm 200. Right. Yeah. Okay. So and it does go by your weight. Yeah. It does. You really do impact. want to pay attention to that. In that humans. Part. Yes. In humans. Right. Now, right. when you move off between species, it's not a weight thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's a weight thing with inside the species, but not from like you can't go. Oh, it's a it's a dog. And so I'm, you know, 120 and my dog's only 40. I don't, you don't adjust that way. No. The systems are designed differently. Keep that in mind. I don't know why I threw that in. 
Well, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is true. And dogs have more receptors than humans. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they need less. All right. So uh, I ran across a couple of studies I thought were interesting. One that I picked up and brought with us today was a uh, study name was the endocannabinoid system and its modulation by photocannabinoids. Or, I'm sorry, phytocannabinoids. Uh, you know that being the most abundant are in hemp plants. Uh, and this was a uh, fairly recent one. And, and it did talk about, by the way, that most plant cannabinoids inhibit the cellular uptake of anatomide. So uh, what that means is it triggers the production of the hydraulic, well, so it helps the body increase the production of anatomide. Mm. And remember, anatomide is your endocannabinoid and it's your happy molecule. Yes. Not only it does this, but there is something that even I wasn't familiar with, and that was that cannabinoids have been found to in inhibit the formation of prost. Uh, prostanoids and prostalandins. All right, so I had to go, okay, well, why is this relevant? Well, first of all, prostaglandins mm -hmm. are used to modulate systems dealing with injury and illness. So if they aren't in a, enough abundance, you may not manage injury or wellness well. Okay. And then the prostanoids, they run through your cardio, your vascular system in your blood and help coordinate hormone response or hormone regulation. So that would be important to people who are exercising. Yes. So I thought that to be an extremely cool extra point to bring today uh, for those who are looking for a regular use of cannabinoids, of a, of a CBD product. Uh, how about this anatomine? Let's go, let's go a little bit further into this. So I got one study that was just published. Let's see, what's the date? Where you at, where you at? I don't know where the date is. 2020. <laughs> All right, September 2020. Role and function of endocannabinoid system in major depressive disease. Major depressive disease, MDD, is what they call that. And I'm just going to read a conclusion. Principal findings, studies, practices that CBD, alongside conventional prescription and enhancement, can be successful compound to diminish MDD. Now, what they found is that CBD helps the body produce the endocannabinoid anatomide. And anatomide helps regulate the, the receptors that are, the, the neuroreceptors are like the CB1s, TRV, TRPV1s, those are all in your, your neural system. And so that's where anxiety is, that's where it's present. And so anatomide, these receptors have a great affinity to anatomide and anatomite helps to reduce the issues that come with anxiety and helps to even reduce anxiety itself. Now, let me read this. So it says, um, 
most non-acid plant cannabinoids. What they mean by non-acid is CBD is a cannabinoid. CBDA is a cannabinoid acid. So they're suggesting that most non-acid plant cannabinoids inhibit, albeit not very potentially, the circular the cellular reuptake of anatomide. And CBD is also a moderate inhibitor of anandamide hydrolysis by the FAAH enzyme. So it was designed to not only uptake the production of it, but downregulate those things that could stop producing anandamide. Okay. So again, a nice balancing system. Mm-hmm. Now, what should we say? Let's read what they said, what anatomide, its roles are. So anatomide plays a role in the regulation of and feeding behavior and the neural generation of motivation and pleasure. Okay, so everything that makes you feel better. Correct. Like, okay, so when you eat a meal, your tummy, your your tummy, <laughs> your stomach is full and you feel better. Correct. So they had anatomy inject, injected directly into the forebrain <laughs> enhances the pleasurable responses of rats to a rewarding sucrose taste and enhances food in, intake as well. Uh-huh. All right. So it kind of gives a kind of like, you know, a clinical view of what anatomy did. Uh, and this is one version of what anatomite is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, is that what... Who the, wouldn't want a lot of that? Yeah. Is that what the THC... Uh, is that... No. CB, well, go ahead. Is is that what THC does? Goes in and, and triggers all those happy... Mm, no. This is CBD. Okay. That, that, that helps trigger the production and increase of anatomite. Ah. Okay. So it's the CBD that does that. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's always hard to remember all of this stuff when I'm standing in front of someone. <laughs> oh, you have so much more knowledge than most people do. Now, so a bunch of sources. Uh, we have studies, uh, the health effects of cannabis and cannabinoids, the current state of evidence and recommendations for research. We have the endocannabinoid system and its modulation by cannabidiol, which is CBD. Uh, we have another study um, called Cannabidiol Presents Inverted U-Shaped Dose Response Curve. Uh, We're all very familiar with that one. That was when they understood that when CBD was presented all by itself, that as you took more, it did not always equal an increased response rate. Oh, that's right. That's that that response rate curve. Uh, Anyway... Uh, cannabidiol, which is CBD, and the treatment of post-traumatic stress disorder. Cannabidiol as a therapeutic alternative for post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, so I'm just reading off a couple of these studies, but by the way, I have these in link form, and anybody that would like them certainly just need to reach out to me. Uh, again, that would be info at thecbdedshow.org. Uh, reach out to me, and I'm happy to send you. You have a, if you have a a very particular issue you're looking to do uh, some research on, reach out to me, and I'll feed you this lead. I'll feed you the leads that I might have for the clinical studies or reviews that are related to it. And or just go on the website yeah. and find the podcast that related to it too. That is related to your issue. And if you don't see something in there. 
um, that you really are interested in, yeah. in in learning about, just shoot us a shoot us an email. Yep. Um, because that's the quickest way to get to Ed and yeah. um, get hit that question answered as quickly as possible. TheCBDEdShow.org. So that's info at thecbdhcho.org. Mm-hmm. Now, I also want to say, make uh, notice that you know we surpassed a hundred episodes, a hundred topics. Uh, so I think we're on is hundred and four. Yeah, and I don't think we got a chance to really celebrate that we surpassed the hundred mark. Right, we started doing the the countdown. Uh, well, we started doing it, and then we were like only at eighty eight. So then we kind of forgot about it. Right. And now here we are. Actually, I think we're at 102 today, 102? I believe, right. after doing all the math. But the, well, the interesting view on this is you would think after a, after that many episodes, like, well, how do you guys find some stuff to talk about? That's how big this system and this product really is. Yes, and we, uh, we sometimes, right along with you guys, definitely me, uh, learn yeah. every time I do a show with Ed. I learned something new about CBD. I mean, did you hear last week's show? Uh, yes. Oh, by you the way. I definitely learned some new things. By the way, what? I have ordered <laughs> a couple of products All right. uh, to try out. Why not? What the heck? Right, right. Okay. I, again, I, I love that we get to learn this. You know, we're up in age, and this has just been wonderful for us. It keeps us not folding up and sitting on the couch. Yes. No, we are definitely up in age, and uh, I have suffered a little more than Ed, but it's helping me tremendously. Okay. Well, we do have to end this show, so that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank everybody for listening, and please pass this show on. Better numbers, the better we can do to serve you. So let's say this is a wrap for today's episode of the CBD Ed Show. And this is Ed. And this is Kim. Sharing what's possible with natural pharmacology. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.